I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the streaming media broadcast that equips, encourages, and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you've got a key role to play for the kingdom here on earth. So thank you for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. And what we want to do this week is we want to help unlock more miracles in your life. And we're going to talk about a key that does that. You know, when we look in the Bible, Every time things were really dark and dire, when days were dark and dire, when government and systems and nations were dark, dire, wicked, and unrighteous, God always released powerful miracle signs and wonders through his people. Think of Elijah. Think of Elisha. Think of Jesus in the Gospels. Everywhere he went, miracles happened. Everywhere he went, people had an encounter with the reality of the heavenly father and his kingdom here on earth. That's what miracles do. They put the reality of our God and his miracles on display for everyone to see. Now, not everyone responded, but everyone knew something unexplainable other than God happened and that's what miracles are for. Miracles evangelize, miracles witness, miracles let people know there is something greater than what they're putting their trust in, what they're putting their hope in. There's something greater than what they're despondent and despairing over. Miracles show that God is real, and we are going to show you a key to moving in more miracles. But just before we get into that, two announcements for you. The first, hey, we haven't done this for a while, but a reminder, like, share, and subscribe this video. Even right now, share this video with somebody you know needs to be encouraged that miracles happen and they can move in miracles. One of the reasons that we do this is obviously it helps the logarithm, but the reason it's important for us to kind of help the logarithm with those likes and those shares and those subscribes is a lot of our topics, a lot of our biblical topics aren't very popular with the woke anti-Christ progressive culture of social media, streaming media, online media. And so praise God, we're able to do this. No complaints there. We're very, very grateful that we can get all these messages, all these videos, all these shows out to you. But we have noticed an increasing squelching and sort of shadow banning where the number of people we're reaching keeps getting squelched smaller and smaller, especially as we take on hot button topics of the culture and bring a kingdom perspective to them. So you liking, you sharing, you following, you subscribing, that actually does something to the logarithm that kicks these videos up a notch somehow so more people will see them. So you can be a huge part of that. You can be our marketing department. We'd really, really, really appreciate that. Thank you. We're also trying to build our YouTube channel um, to the point where I'm not even placing these videos on Facebook directly anymore because we were getting so squelched and so shadow banned and so hidden that our regular views were going from five to 10,000 every episode. And even as our audience expanded, we were going down to a thousand or less views because they were squelching and hiding and shadow banning us so, so much. So what we've been doing is we're really trying to build our Rumble and YouTube channels. And one of the ways we do that is upload the videos there and then share links to that through Facebook. But if you would prefer we go back to also uploading to Facebook, let me know and we will do that because we want to make sure everybody who needs to see these videos sees this, these videos. Okay, the other thing, talking about media, the other announcement, we have finished shooting the first 12 episodes of our new TV program, The Truth About Men. Every episode, this show takes on a lie that the enemy is releasing about men through culture. And we reveal the kingdom truth to remind men of God who they truly are and help them arise as the champions God created them to be. It's a really important mandate from God. We want to see men arise into all God has for them and come alongside all our anointed sisters that are moving in what God has for them as well. We need your help. We're right now in post-production on the first 12 shows and about to go into pre-production on the next 12 shows to finish the entire first season. And we need your help. Would you consider sewing a one-time gift for all the post-production costs and all the media placement costs that are coming up? And even more, I would like to invite you to consider being a partner of our ministry. We are so grateful for the partners that we have, so grateful for their faithful 
faith-filled prayers and their faithful giving. They've allowed us to do everything that we've done so far. We're going to keep going forward, but we'd love for you to be a part of it. Go to roberthodgkin.com, click the donation link, or go to menonthefrontlines.com, click the donation link. I think at roberthodgkin.com, it's the giving link. And so a one-time gift, or please consider becoming part of our Go team, which helps us go to the nations. Right now, we're going through media, and we have an opportunity to place this new TV program on uh, uh, Christian networks in Asia and the Middle East and really, really reach a lot of men. And then from there, it can expand even more. So please be a part, join our Go team, become a part of God's solution by sowing that one-time gift or join the Go team as a partner and partner with us on a monthly basis. All right, let's get into this week's topic, a key to more miracles. As I said at the top, Whenever things were truly dark and dire, you read your Bible, and when the nations had fully turned away from God, when the people were hard-hearted and stiff-necked toward God, one of the things God did is he would release powerful miracle signs and wonders through his people. Jesus obviously does this in the Gospels, but remember, it's not only for him to do these things. He's absolutely Messiah. There's one Messiah. There's one way to the Father. His name is Jesus Christ. But Jesus himself says in John 14, 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you will do the works that I do, and even greater works shall you do. Now, there's all sorts of theological discussions and debate on what he meant by greater works. What if, let me present this, what if our God knew just how dark things were going to get, that he knew the level of darkness on our nations right now, the level of deep darkness on the people right now. And what he was saying was even greater works to shine my light, to prove my reality when hearts are even harder, um, necks are even stiffer, and there's even more of an antichrist spirit working, turning people's hearts and minds and thoughts and nations away from me. That's, I think, one of the reasons he says you will do the works that I do and greater works you shall do, because he knew a greater darkness was coming. Not than what he overcame. He overcame the ultimate darkness. He overcame the devil, sin, hell, and death. There's only one Messiah. It's Jesus Christ. But remember, he not only came as Messiah, he came as model. He not only came to restore us to relationship with our heavenly father and all of his kingdom here on earth, but he came to show us what that looks like and then give us the gift of the Holy Spirit so we can do the works that he does. I mean, he comes right out and says, when we go out and declare the kingdom of heaven is at hand, we're to not only preach the gospel, absolutely preach the gospel, declare the reality of Jesus Christ. We must do this. We must go so that everyone may know. In addition to this, though he says don't stop at simply declaring the truth put the truth on display heal the sick raise the dead cleanse the lepers cast out demons surely we are to do this freely give what you have been given uh, a victory over sin hell death every sickness every disease we are to be moving in these miracles to put his reality on display that's why he says in the great commission commission of uh, uh, matthew 28 that's why he says at the end of the gospel of mark commissioning us again lay hands on the sick they shall recover baptize nations in the reality of who I am and what I've given you. Put it on display. That's what miracles are for. We know we're to be moving in miracles. We know we're to be casting out demons and raising the dead and healing the sick and, and, and working creative miracles everywhere we go. But what are some keys or let's let's this show, we're going to talk about one major key I think God is highlighting right now about how we see more miracles. And I want to tell you, it's the goodness of God. Simple, but profoundly powerful. Let's unpack this biblically and scripturally. I want you to see how incredibly powerful it is. And remember what we always talk about. Never dismiss the simple. Never dismiss the oh, duh, of God. God makes things simple so we can grab hold of them. He makes things simple so that we can step out in them. He makes things simple so we can return to them again and again and again. Our God 
is probably way more complex than any of us will ever come to comprehend until we, we stand before him in heaven one day. But one of the great things about our complex God is he makes things very, very simple. Like, I don't pretend to understand the fullness of the Godhead, how our God is three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I know what he shows me. I know what he reveals to me through all that. But he always makes things simple so that I can walk in it. I mean, my book, Realms of Power, which talk about there's a whole chapter in here on um, the power to work miracles and how you can step into it. But there's 12 different realms of power. And what I love is God made every single realm simple. He makes it simple to see in scripture. There's a devotional for every realm to reveal it to you. He makes it simple um, steps for us to start moving in these realms of power. God makes things simple. And that's one of the reasons I love the simple revelations of God, because those simple Simple revelations are the swaddling clothes. You know, he he came in a simple way. He came as a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. And I think the simple part of the, the, the simple aspects of the revelation, the simple steps, the simple keys are the swaddling clothes that help us grab hold of and begin to move in the complex wonder of the reality of who he is and, and the fullness of his kingdom here on earth. So, this key to moving in more miracles, to seeing more miracles, is the goodness of God. Let me start in John 17, 22 for you, and we're going to unpack this. In John 17, 22, this is Jesus on earth with his disciples in the upper room, praying over them, ministering to them just before he goes to the garden and the cross. He knows this is his last chance to look them in the eye, to be, to sit down with them, to have eaten with them, to pour into them directly like this, like he's been doing for three years. It's all culminating in this moment. And the last thing that he ministers to them and declares over them and prays for them, and by the way, he's very clear on this prayer, that he's not only praying for those disciples, he's praying for all of his disciples for all time. So this prayer is over you and I as well. And he says, Father, the very same glory that you give to me, I give to them. He's declaring the very same glory that he had, that he walked in, that he moved in, that he was connected to the Father and in the Holy Spirit and here on earth, he gives to us. Why is this important to moving in more miracles? Well, because of what the glory is. We tend to think the glory is the presence of God, especially us charismatics. We, we sense the presence. We say the glory is here. Well, the presence is an aspect of the glory, absolutely. But we actually see, and, and God tells us what the glory is in Exodus 33. Interestingly, in a moment when Moses is saying, these people it's gotten dark, God. It's gotten dire, God. Even your own people, they're stiff-necked and they're hard-hearted. And it's a really challenging atmosphere, Lord. We need your help. And he says, show me your glory. Because he knows glory is a key to walking in breakthrough. And, and seeing a breakthrough, even amongst hard-hearted and stiff-necked people. And this is the Lord's response. when Moses, Then Moses said, I pray you show me your glory. And the Lord said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you. The glory of God is all of his goodness. The glory of God is the fullness of God's goodness. And it's the key to breakthrough and a major key to miracles, especially when things are dark, dire, difficult, when, when people are hard-hearted and stiff-necked, when governments and nations have turned away from the Lord, when systems of man are embracing and even celebrating and applauding wickedness, the goodness of God is a key for those of us who know him to focus on, to grab hold of, and to move in his goodness, to look for, to expect, and declare his goodness. And the fullness of his goodness. There's power in trusting in and pressing into the goodness of God. Miracle power of trusting in, believing in, expecting, pressing into the goodness of God, especially when things are dark and dire, especially when things don't look good or seem good, and especially when they haven't for a while. Look at the United States of America. My goodness, for the last three years, it just looks like things get darker and direr and more wicked, and more people are mocking God and turning away from God, and more systems and more aspects of our government and our media are mocking him, and yet there's also some light shining. Why? Because there are people 
that are making movies and making statements and taking stands because they know God is good, especially in the midst of dire, difficult, dark times, especially when things look bad, seem bad, have been bad, are bad, and maybe even getting worse, right? Maybe even badder to badder to badder. It's very important in that hour that we know God is good that we expect his goodness and we press into his goodness. Let me give you a biblical example of how the goodness of God, knowing it and expecting it, especially when things are dark, dire, difficult, and especially when they seem to have been that way a long time and maybe even getting worse, the power, the miraculous power, the miraculous goodness of God that brings forth miracles and we expect his goodness. I think maybe the best example of this is the woman with the issue of blood in Luke 8, and I'm checking my notes here, verses 43 to 48. Um, it's also in Mark, but um, Mark 5, it's in Mark 5, and then also the stories told in Luke 8. So you can look in either of the gospels and see this story, Mark 5 or Luke 8. But we know the story. This is a woman who for 12 years has suffered with an issue of blood. For more than a decade, she's suffered with an illness. And not only with an illness, but the emotional, financial, and social uh, fallout of that illness. Because in that day, when you're sick for that long, you're considered something's wrong with you. You're a pariah. She's been to every doctor. She's spent all her money. And she's sicker and worser than ever. Things have gone from worse to worse to worse, from dark to dire to darker to dire, to, from difficult to more difficult. 12 years of sickness, spent all her money, seen every doctor, nobody can help. She's weaker, sicker, and broker than ever. Think about the emotional fallout from that. And of course, the social fallout from that. Yet, what does she do? When she hears Jesus is in town, she decides to go see him. Now, I want you to catch this. 12 years of a weakening uh, uh, sickness, the, the decision to get up, to gain the strength. I was sick for 12 years. I was sick for well over a decade with a, a mysterious debilitating disease where I got sicker, sicker, weaker, and weaker. This story in the Bible means a lot to me because I lived it out. Mine wasn't an issue of blood, but it, mine was so mysterious. No doctor anywhere in the world could figure out what was going on with me for the better part of a decade. And I would get sicker and sicker and weaker and weaker. And there were, I remember what it was like when we were having big conferences. And um, we had the who's who with the charismatic zoo coming in, known for healing miracles. And I'd been to every doctor. Nobody had helped. I tried. I'd had every test. Nothing revealed anything. Sicker, weaker than ever. $38,000 in medical debt. And everybody you can imagine had prayed for me. And I remember what it was like every time to work up the faith and work up the energy to say, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and I'm going to get prayed for again. And I also remember dealing with the difficulty and the disappointment and the emotional impact of nothing seeming to happen. Now, I now know every time you would pray, something happens, but I'm just being very real with you. And I can understand this woman and her, her journey and the, 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 the heroic effort to decide, I'm trying one more time. I'm going to work up the effort. She's so sick and so feeble. Every step is an effort. Believe me, I know. I live this. And she walks to where Jesus is. And then when she gets there, there's a crowd. Now think about this. You know, we often think, okay, I'm in my faith place. I'm, I, I, I'm remembering God is good. I'm expecting the goodness of God. I'm, I'm going after the goodness of God. Every step of the way to get to that place, every bit of energy that you have, every bit of strength that you can muster, every step seemingly weakening you more. I remember how my hands and legs would shake with weakness with every step I took because I was so weak and feeble back then. I know, I know an aspect of what this woman went through. And when she gets there, after all that effort, all that faith, she gets there and there's a massive crowd. I am telling you, I would not be the least bit surprised if what went through her head was, really, God? Really, Lord? I did all this to get here, and there's this massive crowd. I don't have any strength left. I don't have any energy left. It took everything just to get here. And now there's a crowd. If you really loved me, if you were really good, if you really cared, 
you'd make a way, you'd part the sea of these people right now, just like you parted the Red Sea for Moses. Come on, God, I'm doing, I'm doing everything I can to meet you halfway. I thought if I took one step towards you, you took a thousand towards me. How many times have I heard that? Come on, God. I'm not saying those were her literal thoughts, but I'm, I'm confident she went through this range of emotions. I know I'd go through them at times. And yet, what does she do? She is amazing. She presses on. She presses in. Little, weak, feeble woman works her way through the crowd. And I can just see it getting a little elbow in here, putting a little shoulder in there, probably having to pause and rest. But she makes her way to Jesus. He doesn't even notice her yet. He doesn't. He seemingly doesn't make a way for her. Or did he? Because she was able to do this. Something to ponder. But she grabs hold of the hem of his garment. He says, wait, stop. Who touched me? And the disciples say, what are you talking? Touched you. There's a throng. There's a crowd. There's a mob. It's a mass of people. Everybody's touching you or trying to touch you. He said, no, no, no. This was different. I felt virtue go forth. Most translations say power. The word in the Greek in both uh, Mark and Luke is uh, dunamis. And that obviously means the dynamite, explosive, miraculous power of God, but it can also be translated as virtue. And the reason I like my old 96 new living that translates it virtue is because there's another level of revelation in virtue than only in translating it in power. What is virtue? It's goodness. Why did virtue come forth? Why did the goodness of God flow forth? Because she was expecting the goodness of God. She was pressing into the goodness of God, pressing in for the goodness of God. When everything was dark, difficult, and dire, and had been for over a decade, she continued to believe that God was good, putting one foot in front of the other in the expectation of God's goodness if she could just grab hold of him. And then Jesus says something profound. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. He doesn't say my power. He doesn't even say my virtue. He doesn't say my dunamis. He says your faith. This is key. I think one of the layers of revelation in this passage of scripture that God wants us to get is when things are dark, difficult, and dire. When things have not been going the way we think they should be. One of the ways that we see miracles happen is by expecting the goodness of God, pressing into the goodness of God, grabbing hold of the goodness of God, because we have faith in the goodness of God. We have faith when things are dark and dire and difficult, God is still good. We have faith when things are unrighteous and wicked, God is still good. We have faith that when everything looks bad, seems bad, and only looks like it's going to get worse, we know that we know that we know God is good and we can grab hold of that goodness. I am telling you, this is a key to more miracles. When, when we encounter people, when we encounter cities, regions, nations that have been given over to darkness or have been oppressed by the enemy through sickness, disease, unrighteousness, wickedness, and have been for a long time. When those people come up to us and, and, and they're willing to have prayer after being prayed for again and again and again and nothing seeming to happen, or those who have no interest in being prayed for because they've already been prayed for again and again and again, it's key that we know that God is good, that we know that there's something that's been happening, that there's, there's a setup, that we're going to add our faith in the goodness of God in this situation for that person, for that city, for that region, for that nation. And we're going to see miracles happen. The goodness of God, expecting the goodness of God is huge. You know the context of the woman with the issue of blood. There's another revelation of the importance of continuing to walk in and expect the goodness of God in the context. The context is the story of Jairus. So before the woman of the issue of blood presses into the mob, uh, expecting God's goodness and in that receiving a miracle of her healing through her faith in God's goodness, Jairus comes to Jesus. Now, remember who Jairus is. He is, a, he is a high priest. He's a member of the Sanhedrin. He's like on the high council. What does that mean? That means he has status. That means he probably has uh, influence, more than likely wealth, a, a level of authority, favor. He's got a lot of advantages because of his title and his position. But there's something else going on in his life. He's got what the world says you're supposed to want and everything will make you happy. But his daughter is sick. 
unto death. He's connected with, connected to, and has advantages because of those connections with the Sanhedrin and the high council. They are the ones saying that we need to make sure everybody avoids this rabbi, that everybody knows he's a false rabbi, false prophet. He's a problem. We need to shut him down and keep people away. And Jairus is willing to go to that very rabbi, which means he's willing to risk everything, his title, his position, his place, his, his influence, his potentially his wealth, everything his reputation, everything. He's putting it on the line because there's something he cares about more than any of that, his daughter. And he goes to Jesus and he says, Rabbi, I've heard about miracles. I've heard, I've heard you're not really what you say you are, but I've also heard enough people say you're real. I'm risking everything to come to you. I'm putting it all on the line. Will you come to my house, pray for my daughter and see her healed? And Jesus says, yes. And Javers must be thinking, hallelujah. It was worth it. I risked everything. Whatever happens, it doesn't matter because my daughter is going to be healed. Yay, God. Thank you, Rabbi. And he's all excited and they start to go to his house. But that's when the woman, the issue of blood shows up. And as we know in the story in Mark 5 and Luke 8, that slows down the procession just long enough while she's getting her healing miracle. That slows down the procession just long enough that now the servant from Jairus's house comes and says, Master, there's no need to come to the house with the rabbi. I'm so sorry to have to tell you this. I, your daughter died. And Jairus is crushed. He put everything on the line. He got a yes. This woman shows up, slows everything down. He's probably looking at her thinking, you stole my daughter's miracle. How dare you? I mean, things were bad when his daughter was sick. Things were bad when he had to risk everything in the hope that he could see something happen for his daughter. But now they're even worse. Now he's not only lost, his, his daughter's not only gone from sickness to death. Things have gotten darker, dire, more difficult, worse. But now everything's stop, come to a stop. But Jesus walks up to him and he says something profound in, um, where is it? It's Mark 5.36 and Luke 8.54. Here, here, here Jairus is crushed. Think, talk about going from dark and difficult to darker and more difficult. In his mind, they've gone from dark and difficult to impossible now, to completely lost. But Jesus stands over him and says something. Fear not, only believe. And she will be made well. He's saying, here's a key to an unlocking of an even greater level of the miraculous. You came expecting a miracle of healing. And I'm happy to heal her. But you need to understand in my goodness, no matter how dark, difficult, darker, difficulter, dire or direr, or even impossible things look and seem to you, pushing away fear and believing in me, believing in my goodness, unlocks an even greater level. Will you continue to walk with me, him who is good? Will you, will you get up? Will you take another step? Will you, like the woman with the issue of blood, she had to press past people. She had to press through a mob. Will you press past fear? Will you press past doubt? Will you press past despair? Will you press past the darkness and direness of the impossible and continue to walk with me? Because I'm very willing to still go to your home. And I know that the goodness of my father in me and through me is more than enough for this. Are you willing to take another step trusting in the goodness of God, trusting that God is good, even in the midst of all of this difficulter, direr, darker, impossible. We can look at our nations right now. We can look at people groups in our nations. We can look at those who are the most stiff-necked, hard-hearted, anti-Christ, God-mocking people groups, politicians, media people, LGBTQ plus people, uh, 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 BLM people, Antifa people, those who are openly mocking God. And we need to remember something. Jesus loves them. Jesus died on the cross for them. Now, they may not be interested in us sharing that with them. But what if, what if we find out that one of them is really sick? Or what if at one of these 
things that go on these you know i know there hasn't been like a Chaz situation that happened in seattle for a while but what if as we come into this new election cycle what if i think it's pretty i think we can be confident there's going to be a lot of demonstrations a lot of protests a lot of violent uprisings a lot of rioting what if we allow our hearts to so trust in the goodness of God in the midst of that, that we don't just go, oh, shrug it off. God's good. He's got it. But we become an expression of that. When we find one of these people who are so God-mocking, anti-Christ, woke progressive, given over to the mental uh, disorder and demonic possession at the highest level of this woke progressive anti-Christ nonsense, what if... We so trust in the goodness of God that we trust his goodness is even greater than the wicked, unrighteous awfulness of the enemy that they are trapped in. We pray for them expecting the goodness of God to bring miracles. What if? What if we pray for our nation expecting God to bring a, 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 a miracle? No matter how impossible things look, can we be like Jairus and be willing to take another step, expecting the goodness of God? Because when we do, when we fear not, but we only believe, and we especially believe in the goodness of God, it unlocks miracles. Being willing to continue to believe in God's goodness, even in not good circumstances, brings forth miracles like the woman with the issue of blood. My virtue went forth. Someone had faith in my virtue, in my goodness, even through all of that. And it also brings forth the even greater works. Jairus showed up for a healing, thought he was going to get it. When he didn't, he was crushed. But because he was willing to get up, shake off fear, shake off all of that, and trust in the goodness of God, even in the midst of impossible situations and continue walking with him, he saw an even greater work. He not only saw his daughter be recover, but it was greater than a healing. It was a resurrection. What if the key to the greater works is something as simple as us, as believers, choosing to believe in the goodness of God no matter what? Consider this. Here's, a, here's an Old Testament example about how knowing and declaring the goodness of God brings the goodness, brings the glory, brings the presence, power, personality, brings the fullness of God's goodness that is his glory, which includes the miraculous. In 2 Chronicles 5, 13 through 14, it says, when they, meaning the priests, and we're now the New Testament priests, right? We are now the temple, the priests, we're his prophets, priests, and kings. When they, the priests, praise the Lord, saying, he indeed is good for his kindness is everlasting that not only means forever it means in every situation no matter what he indeed is good indeed that not only means certainly but indeed the literal meaning of indeed is in his deeds he is good he is good he is only good he is always good he is everlastingly good expect his goodness no matter how things look expect his goodness declare his goodness and this is what happens when we do saying he indeed is good for his kindness is everlasting then the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not rise to minister because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God, declaring the goodness of God, the certainty, no matter all the time, goodness of God, no matter what, knowing that, believing that, pressing into that, decreeing and declaring that, choosing to move in that brings the glory and it fills the temple. That's us. We're not only the priests, we're the temple in the New Testament. So every time you declare, God, you are good, your mercy endures forever. God, your goodness is, 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 is bigger and better and more wonderful than anything the enemy is doing in my life, in my family, in my city, in my bloodline, in my generations, in the person in front of me, in the nation that you have put on my heart. I declare, God, you are good. And your mercy, your willingness to be good for anyone, anytime, everywhere. God, you are good pressing in, grabbing hold of, decreeing, declaring, believing, expecting the goodness of God brings forth the glory. And there are miracles in the glory. And it can be so thick that we can barely stand. What if 
in the midst of all the bad things going on right now, in, in the midst of all the bad things that are probably going to start happening in this new election cycle here in the U.S. and the other things going on in the world. There's riots going on in France. The Dutch government just completely um, uh, 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 shut down or was, um, 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 what's the word I want? Not broken apart, but like um, shut down, came apart. Um, because of the protests going on there, because the, one of the reasons being the farmers had had enough of the ridiculous policies. But there's things going on over the world. What if in the midst of all of that, while we're aware of it, we don't ignore it, we don't deny it. What if a key to seeing the miraculous in people's lives and in our nations is trusting in and declaring the goodness of God for it brings the, Lord, the glory. So here's my invitation and my challenge and my equipping, equipping and my encouraging and my empowering you this week. Let's be like the woman with the issue of blood. I am sure you have been through a lot in these last just three to four years with everything going on with the pandemic. You've probably been through a lot physically, emotionally, financially. I, I can't even imagine all of it. I thank so many of you who, who share your stories with me and reach out to me and ask for prayer. Um, every time I pray for you guys, I pray something. I always begin with a declaration of the goodness of God. God, you are good in everything they're facing. You are good. And I declare the fullness of your goodness into their situation. And thank you that in your goodness, you are right now miraculously bringing about the very best result from their current set of circumstances. That's a profound prayer that brings the glory, that looses the miraculous, because no matter what I know, I expect I press into, I declare, I release the goodness of God that brings the glory and there's miracles in the glory. So let's be like the woman with the issue of blood and expect and press into the goodness of God no matter what, the virtue of Jesus Christ no matter what, that is his glorious, miraculous goodness. Let's press past fear and doubt. Everything the enemy's sending at us, the headlines, the news, the situations, the unrighteousness, the wickedness, everything that he's sending against us or trying to get us to focus on, don't deny it, be aware of it, but be more aware of the goodness of God. Be more expectant of the goodness of God. Let's be like Jairus. And if we've been knocked down and who of us hasn't, let's let, let's cry out to Jesus in his goodness to help us stand back up, take another step and another step and another step. And where we've been knocked down and maybe discouraged and disappointed because we haven't seen what we thought we were going to see. Let's let, let's be like Jairus and be willing to let Holy Spirit rev us up, remind us, pick us up and rev us up in our faith and remind us of the goodness of God because we're going to see something even greater than what we didn't see because God is good. Let's be like the priests and even right here, right now, join me and declare, God, you are good and your mercy endures forever. I want, here's what I want you to do. In the comments below, start declaring as simple as God, you are good, or God, you are good in my life, or God, you are good in my marriage, or God, you are good in my body, or God, you are good in my finances. Where do you need your miracle? Declaring, expecting, knowing the goodness of God and proclaiming it in that situation brings the glory and there's miracles in the glory. So in the comments, and, and make a daily prayer. God, you are good. And I expect your goodness. I look for your goodness. I'm declaring your goodness. Thank you for the glory and the miracles in the glory as I declare your goodness. Let's declare and expect the goodness of God no matter what right here, right now. Let's say it one more time. God, you are good and your mercy endures forever. And then, hey, I know we've been on together for a little while, but uh, how are we doing on time? Let's step into this. Let's take some, a few minutes here and minister into the miraculous. Can you feel the presence of God? I tell you, the Jesus you preach is the Jesus that shows up. When you declare the miraculous goodness of God, the miraculous goodness of God shows up. And I can feel the glory realm. And there's miracles in the glory. So I want to minister to you right here, right now. And I want to speak to any of you with issues of blood who have been listening to this and thinking, yes, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing to shake it all off. I'm willing to press into the goodness of God. I'm going to believe with you for your miracle right here, right now. And the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's why I'm starting with issues of blood, because we have already declared Jesus, given testimony, biblical 
testimony of Jesus healing an issue of blood. So right now, anyone with an issue of blood, I command the goodness of God, the virtue of God. Start pulling on it. Start pulling on it. Don't be passive in your faith, whatever it looks like for you. Start pulling on the goodness of God, the healing virtue of Jesus Christ. It's your faith in his goodness that brings forth that glorious miracle power of God. And I join my faith to yours, knowing having faith in the goodness of God. I say any of you with an issue of blood be healed right now. I command diabetes to be healed, blood sugar levels to normalize right now in Jesus's mighty name. I command pancreases to be healed and blood sugar levels to normalize. And even right now I see somebody and there's been damage. I'm seeing a big toe. I think it's on the right foot. I think you're an African-American person and I'm seeing a, a, I apologize, but the word that comes to mind is like a gnarly big toe. It's been affected by the diabetes. And I command healing and restoration, not only healing to the pancreas, not only normalization of blood sugar levels, but any damage that was done, the goodness of God is greater than that damage. And I command a creative miracle into your toe, into your foot. I command a creative miracle into every body watching who's had any damage from diabetes in their feet or their legs. And I command healing right now in Jesus's name, the virtue of Jesus, the goodness of God going forth and even working creative miracles right now, repairing, reversing, restoring any damage from diabetes and diabetes be healed in Jesus's mighty name. Any of you who have iron deficiencies in your blood, I command what hasn't been there to form right now in Jesus's name. Those low energy levels from iron deficiency. And I thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus Christ is more than enough. It has connected them to you in reality and your goodness and the faith we have in your goodness, we pull on right now. And same thing, don't be passive. Start pulling on that in your faith. Start pulling on the goodness of God, expecting the goodness of God, declaring, God, you are good in my blood. God, you are good in my iron levels. God, you are good. And I command those iron levels right now to come into the perfect balance, the perfect levels, the God-ordained, God-designed levels be healed, restored right now in Jesus's name. Somebody with platelet issues. Um, and, and, and the first thing I'm seeing is too many platelets. Um, so it's, it's like, I don't know what that would do, but I was thinking it'd be too few platelets like hemophilia. But the first thing I saw was too many platelets. So anyone watching, if that's you put, Hey, that's me in the comment section. And I'll continue to pray for you because that's that's uh, that's interesting to me um, um, that that's what I'm hearing. So I command your platelet levels to normalize right now. And where there's too many platelets, I command them to come into harmony and alignment with God's perfect design for platelet levels in your blood, in your body, what he had in mind when he created you and brought you forth. And anyone suffering from hemophilia, anyone who doesn't have enough platelets and blood doesn't clot when they're, when they're cut, I break that off right now in Jesus's name. And I declare the goodness of God is, is circulating the blood of Jesus Christ through you right now, bringing everyone with a platelet issue, too much or too few, bringing everyone's platelets into perfect, correct alignment in Jesus's mighty name. Anybody with white blood cell or red blood cell count issues, too many red blood cells or white blood cells, too few. I speak to your blood cells right now and I release the virtue of Jesus Christ. I declare the fullness of God's goodness into your white blood cell count. I command the fullness of God's goodness into your red blood cell count. And I say blood and blood cells be healed, be balanced, be perfected by the goodness of God. You know, there's been a lot of blood clots in the news because of uh, uh, COVID and the jab. And anyone who's been having blood clot issues, anyone with blood clot issues in your right now, I command those blood clots to dissolve. Right now, I send forth the healing virtue of Jesus Christ. Right now, going throughout your blood, throughout your body, throughout your veins, throughout your arteries, and I command every blood clot to dissolve in Jesus's name. And I speak to any spike proteins that, that have attached anywhere in your body is causing the blood clots or causing any other damage. I command long COVID 
to, to be removed right now in Jesus' name. The fogginess of mind uh, be broken off right now in Jesus' name. The great fatigue that comes with long COVID be broken off right now in Jesus' name. And any blood clots or myocarditis that came from COVID, long COVID or the jab, the virtue of Jesus Christ touch your body right now. The goodness of God flow into your body right now and bring healing and miracles in Jesus' mighty name. Body be healed. Spike proteins dissolve, blood clots dissolve, minds clear, bodies be strengthened and focused, hearts be healed, hearts be strengthened. I'm seeing somebody, and I, I think it's a valve, um, a valve that is um, either shut. It look, I don't think it's blocked. What I'm, the sense I'm getting is it's weak. It's like so weak it can't stay open. Um, I don't know if that's a, 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 a physical deficiency or something else. But in Jesus' name right now, I speak to that, that valve and I release the healing virtue of Jesus Christ, the fullness of God's goodness into that valve right here, right now in Jesus' mighty name. Valve be strengthened, valve be healed. Anyone with clogged arteries. I command those arteries to clear now in Jesus's name. And I release the goodness of God. I release the healing virtue of Jesus Christ as a benign blessing. Drano is what I'm seeing going through clogged arteries like clogged pipes and dissolving the clogs right now in Jesus's mighty name. I've got one more I want to pray for. And then after that, unless Holy Spirit specifically shows me something, I've got one more instruction for you because so I can continue to pray specifically for you. In Jesus' name, I command lungs to be healed. In Jesus' name, I command any congestion in the lungs to be removed. Any damage from COVID be reversed and healed right now in Jesus' name. I break asthma off somebody watching right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I release his healing virtue. I hurl his healing virtue into your lungs and into every part of your lungs and all the things that feel squelched and squeezed by asthma. I break that off right now in Jesus' name. And I encourage you, slowly take in a deep breath. And then another, and exhale. And as you do, declare, God is good. God, you are good. God, you are good in my lungs. And that asthma is broken off of you in Jesus' mighty name. I see tumors in lungs. And I command any tumor, any lung cancer, be removed in Jesus' mighty name. I'm seeing it on this side. So if I reverse myself, because the person is facing me, it would be this side. The right lung, I command every one of those tumors to be removed. Every one of those dark spots to be removed. Lung be healed in Jesus' mighty name. COPD be broken off right now. Be broken off. Be broken off. Be broken off. Somebody watching with an oxygen mask on right now. I command healing into your lungs right now. Lungs be healed and expand. Lungs be filled with the ruah, the pneuma of God and the ruah of God, the spirit of God, the breath of God. Lungs be inspired by the spirit of God and the healing virtue of Jesus Christ. Healing, healing, healing right now to those lungs in Jesus' name. Health and strength and expansion in Jesus' name. One more I'm seeing. Somebody actually part of your lung is missing. And I don't know, I get the sense it was removed by surgery, but if not, it was like it's dead or it's it, it, almost like it's dead and fell off. I don't know if it's still there and it's, I don't know what would make part of a lung dead, but I'm seeing a missing lung, but also like a, um, a the best part, I, best way I can say it is part of the lung is dead. And in Jesus' name, I speak a creative miracle into that part of your lung. And I say, be healed. The virtue of Jesus Christ come flooding in and heal and restore. Ooh, creative miracle right now in Jesus' name. Revival right now in Jesus' name. By the goodness of God, in the fullness of God's goodness, lung be revived. Lung come back to life. Missing part regrow, dead part be healed in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. Oh, I declare the Lord, he is good and his loving kindness endures forever. And for every body 
I've prayed for it and praying for, I release that healing virtue in Jesus's name. Now, I want you to share your testimonies with us. Email me, robert at roberthodgkin.com and let us know what God did for you. We want to give him glory. And for any of you that I didn't get a word of knowledge or a leading of the Lord for, post your health situation below and I am going to be praying for you, declaring that goodness of God, just like the, the woman with the issue of blood was healed. I'm going to be declaring, releasing the virtue of Jesus Christ, the healing of Jesus Christ, knowing that his glory, there's miracles in the glory. His glory is the fullness of his goodness. There's miracles in the glory and healing is breaking forth. Oh, Jesus, praise you. Praise you, God, that you are good. Praise you, God. Come on, come on, praise him with me just for a minute. Let's just take a couple seconds and give him glory, honor, and praise. There's power in it. God, we declare that you are good and we thank you for the fullness of your goodness in our bodies and in our souls. Somebody right now, there's been an oppression on your soul. There's been a despair and a despondency and a depression and it's breaking off you right now as you lift your hands to God and you declare, God, you are good in my soul. You are good in my soul. You are good in my soul. Your loving kindness, your mercy endures forever. And God, you are good, 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 good in my soul. I think uh, I'm seeing somebody else that you've been really, really oppressed by a heavy depression, like barely able to get out of bed. And it has to do with the loss of a child. First of all, I'm so, so sorry. But right now in Jesus's mighty name, I declare the fullness of his goodness into your soul. And I invite you, lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you that even in the midst of this dark, dire, difficult, awful set of circumstances, you are good. And I pull on your goodness and I am telling you his goodness is going to come flooding into you and he's going to lift that weight of despair and despondency off of you. And something, something, something good is about to happen for you in Jesus's mighty name. Oh, gosh, guys, we maybe need to start doing like a monthly online miracle meeting because, man, I can feel God moving. But I know I've already kept you guys for almost an hour. And um, we don't like the shows to go more than about an hour, um, just so it's easier for you guys to uh, not only watch them, but then share them. We know if they're like two hours long, people are less likely to listen. And I want to make sure people get this revelation of this key to more miracles, the goodness of God, and also share this video because somebody needs the ministry time we went through. Somebody needs to know God knows about their situation, had a word of knowledge for them, and he released his healing virtue to them. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being with me this week. And hey, don't forget, please go to roberthodgkin.com or menonthefrontlines.com. Click the giving link at roberthodgkin.com or the donation link at menonthefrontlines.com and so a one-time gift or even more, please partner with us. Join our Go team. Be part of God's solution as he sends us to the nations through missions, meetings, ministry, and especially right now, media. We need your help, and we're so grateful for all of those of you who are helping. God bless you guys. I'll see you back here again soon for another Heroes Arise. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Front Lines.